from Humber College in association with the Etobicoke Philharmonic Orchestra. My name is Mark Whale and this is the Music Listening Project. It was the German conductor and pianist Hans von Bulow who named Brahms one of the three Bs, Bach, Beethoven and Brahms. He was also the man who conducted the first performance of Brahms' Piano Concerto No. 2 in 1882 with the 48-year-old bewhiskered composer at the piano performing together with the Menningen Court Orchestra. If I picture Brahms, it's leaning back at the piano, allowing room between himself and the keyboard for his admirable belly, sporting a large Charles Darwin-like beard. Neither beard nor belly, however, could have got in the way of the concerto's premiere. It was an immediate success and cemented Brahms' already burgeoning reputation. Here is the opening movement of the concerto with Emmanuel Axe at the piano and Bernard Heitink conducting the European Chamber Orchestra. It's a live performance from the BBC Proms in 2011, so there is quite a bit of audience noise, but I believe the performance is worth it. I find the opening two minutes of this 17-minute movement paradoxical. By this I mean that there is something utterly straightforward about it. It begins with a straightforward tune, a hummable tune. And ends with a triumph restatement of that tune. At the same time, there is something about it that is far harder to grasp. It feels as if, even in this short opening, one has travelled a long way that enormous development has taken place. We begin with the straightforward question and answer phrase in the horn. So the question, Da di da 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 di da, and the answer. <laughs> 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 
da 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 The phrase is simply constructed. The question goes up, and the answer, down. And each is exactly the same length. Brahms disrupts the clear structure of these phrases by adding the piano. The piano enters a bar late, and the second half of its phrase echoes the horn. So that da 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 dee da is echoed then in the piano. Ba da da dee da. piano provides a sense of space, a sense of reflection, a question in the predictability of the horn's regular four-bar question and answer phrase. I have two further comments. First, while the horn begins the work, playing on the first beat of the first bar, one could almost hear its first four notes as a lead into the second bar and the point of arrival of the piano. So instead of hearing this bar, bar, bar as the beginning, you hear it as four pickup notes, if you like, or four preparatory notes to da 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 di da da bum. So there's the point of arrival. And again, we have four pickup notes and then the arrival. Second, where I said that the piano echoes the horn's second bar. Da, 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 dee, da. I can almost hear the horn as an echo. So the horn da, dee, da, ba, da, 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 dee, keeps that note going. And that da keeps going while the, the piano plays the da 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 dee, da. piano is almost more present and the held note of the horn seems to be an echo. Perhaps it's because the horn brings to mind, for me at least, the Austrian Alps, the Alpine horns echoing across the valleys. Brahms was living close to Vienna when he wrote this work. The question of who begins the work, piano orchestra, and who echoes whom, speaks to me to how I understand the relationship between the two musical bodies, the piano and the orchestra. From the very beginning, while the two bodies are utterly integrated, they also seem almost to occupy two separate planes, two time zones, so that however they are related, it is not simply a matter of you go, I go. It's not a linearly constructed dialogue. This idea persists as after the woodwind responds in a logical way to the opening horn tune, the piano seems to take off by itself on its own journey. And even its own journey seems somewhat illogical, involving a whole series of apparently disparate musical ideas. So here's the woodwind response. Joined by the strings. And now suddenly...
despite the piano's abrupt departure from the script, I experience its music as making sense with what came before and what comes after. I believe it has something to do with the building blocks from which it is made, which, despite their different character, share the regular phrase length of the opening. So if you think about the opening, da di da 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 di. So one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four. So when the piano comes in now, we have bum ba dun dun di dun dun da dun da dun da dun. Again, two lots of four, and he repeats that. So my theory is that the connection, how one connects this, even though it's completely new material and seems somewhat off the wall, is through this sense of regularity that one witnessed at the beginning with the horn tune. And in fact, this regularity then continues because what follows now are a series of different phrases, different characters uh, in the piano. But what keeps them all together is again this sense of structure. Interestingly, this somewhat random journey of discovery by the piano turns out to have been leading inevitably to this grand restatement of the opening tune, which we've just heard. Again, I have a couple of comments. First, rather like in the opening statement of this tune, its straightforwardness is disrupted. It almost sounds as if the record gets stuck, like there is a hiccup. So that the repeat of that. And you hear in the bass, the cello and bass, there's a regularity to that bom beam bom beam bom beam bom bom. And it's studded with these kind of displacement notes, these offbeat notes in the horns and other instruments. 
detail. It's stuck there. If one listens to all of the voices simultaneously, it's almost overwhelming. One is enveloped in the moment. This speaks to how Brahms develops his music. It is never simply that he states a tune and somewhere down the line varies it. The development does not unfold linearly, but simultaneously. The presentation of an idea also involves its development. As an idea is played, it is already folding back in on itself. Listen to the beginning of the next melody. That beautiful melody. Da, da, dee, da, dee, da, da, that beginning. Da, da, dee. It doesn't just start. It kind of blossoms. It sort of issues forth. There is a depth to it, even its beginning, its first note. We can hear that depth, or Brahms achieves that depth through these ascending arpeggios. So you can hear the bassoon there, da da di, followed by the clarinet and oboe, ba da di, and then the strings are propelled forwards into their tune, and the development of that arpeggio figure happens underneath with the pizzicato in the bass. Da, 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 dee, da, dee, dee. Even as the tune is stated, it is infused with a sense of growth. What holds this movement together is an overriding sense of development. This takes place in both the piano and the orchestra so that even when the material each individually presents strays from a predicted pattern, it is the self-reflexivity of each, the self-development of the piano and of the orchestra as individuals that binds them into a whole. 